Good evening. It's nice to meet you. Could I interest you in some tea? So what happened after the boat sank? I was alone. And then something very swift and frightening moved by me. A walrus saved your life? The walrus is far more evolved than any man I've ever known. Present company included. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you? There, there. It'll be all right, Mr. Tuff. to watch this podcast i'm alan i'm ryan and i'm devin and this is going to be a drunk episode because yeah. why not um so we're continuing our horror themed month for halloween and con- and continuing our kevin smith week at the same time so today <laughs> we're talking about a film that is not part of the view view skewerverse but is directed and written and directed by Kevin Smith. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> I've been trying to come up with headcanon that connects it all. Trust me. Um, Don't you dare. <laughs> today we're talking about the... the we're talking about Tusk. I, I, I can't even describe it. Uh, we're talking about Tusk, Tusk today. Uh, this is a 2013 film directed by Kevin Smith after he came out of retirement. Um, I use that term lightly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is the first film outside of the Jay and Silent Bob films that we've talked about directed by Kevin Smith. Um, I had seen this once before when it was first came out on DVD. Whoa. Five years ago. So this movie, yeah, this movie is five years old. So okay. it's been a while, but I, I've had it on the list for a while. Like I should, I kind of want to make you guys watch this for Halloween one year. And then it finally happened. It just happened to work out that, Jance on the Bob reboot no, 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 no. Comes, comes out this week. So. We just told the truth on, on how this happened. No, this, you, how did it happen? you, you brought it up to us. You brought it up to Devin and I, and you said it was bad. It wasn't good. And you warned us on this. Yeah. And one of the two of us, not me, said, me. It was me. Ooh, ooh, I want to see it. I want to see it. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. And I was staring at Devin going, I've seen this look from Alan before. I know this isn't going to be good. We shouldn't do this, but no. Ex- apparently, my facial expression does not work over webcam. No, I guess. Guys, and he just I'm kept gonna, on well, going. Okay. Well, here, this is why. Because if you look at the shot of what Devin sees from us, you're not in it. <laughs> no, I don't see you at all. There you are. There we go. Hold on, I'm going to ruin your night. Hold on, let me ruin your night, Ryan. I liked this movie. I genuinely liked the movie and would watch it again. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the middle ground. Is I like parts of this movie. But it's bad. <laughs> like the, there are parts of this movie that are, are cringeworthy and. Oh yeah, uh, but that's what he was going for. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. There's a difference between cringeworthy and only having about ten minutes worth of like film time that was actually decent. The rest of this was just horrible. I'm sorry, oh. but no, it was bad. No, no, no. all the way no, around. No, no. I I want to get into this because in my mind there is way more than ten minutes of watchable material here. 
Okay, we're going to get into this. All right, so I talked about watching this before. You both watched this for the first time, Yeah, obviously. Let me tell you about my experience watching this with Ryan the first time he watched it. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so if anyone's listening who hasn't seen the movie Tusk, pretty much it's about a guy who, a podcaster who gets kidnapped by an old man in Canada because that's where they live. Um, and is drugged and mutilated into being a walrus. Yeah. So I'm watching this with Ryan at his house. Pretty good up to a point. Like I can't really tell how Ryan's feeling about the movie. And then when they finally show the walrus, (laughs) Ryan laughed harder than I've ever seen him laugh in my life. Been doing this podcast for three years now, four years. Um, never seen him laugh like that. And it went on for about five minutes. Yes. Which is the perfect reaction to have to Justin Long in a walrus suit. Yeah, pretty much. Not just a walrus suit. It, it, <laughs> it was like if somebody <laughs> took a pleathery tan uh, sleeping bag and shoved it full of packing peanuts and lightly covered his face in plastic and stuck tusks into his mouth. And they tried to purposely make it look as pathetic as possible on yeah. a concrete slab in a basement with I, like projection seagulls in the background. I, like, I mean, was, that shot is so good. That shot is good for what they were for what they were working with. I'm sorry, but this movie is, is if you want to keep your kids from smoking pot. Hey, kids, this is what happens when you smoke okay. weed. Real quick, though, I am. I am not going to say anything about bad makeup and bad prosthetics. Like it's cheap. I'll give you that. But I just watched most of the documentary on this. They put a lot yeah. of hard work Which into this. I completely forgot to watch it. You told so, me to, and I yeah. forgot but, because of but time. Hold on. I mean, that's kind of the point though. Is it supposed to look like bad makeup though? Right? Like, yeah. Cause I mean, he's not literally like Justin long as a walrus. Isn't supposed to look like a photorealistic walrus. He's supposed to look like human centipeded walrus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah. So that was my experience like that. Like afterwards, I've never seen anyone once the credits starts, start rolling, go for the for a beer as quickly as I saw Ryan go for a beer after the. (laughs) Tell the listeners what time it was, Alan. It was 1130 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We're all drinking right now, by the way. We are. But it's also, what, almost 9 p.m. at night? Yeah, it's after 9. Yeah, it's less acceptable for me, but good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's Past noon. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Like it's true. Where you are. Yeah, yeah, this is the 5 o'clock. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the good. What did we like about this movie? Devin, you said you, you enjoyed the movie. What did you like? I liked Justin Long's character a lot. Because he did an excellent job of making you hate him a lot. Like, from what his character was to, like, who he was. Like, everything about his character was very compelling. I like mm-hmm. the world that they built around everything. Because it it paced itself really well. Where, like, just where the movie would be getting dull, you got that scene where his girlfriend was, like, crying into the camera. 
and then that like little tease where like you knew it was gonna be the the co-host but like you didn't show you the co-host like it paced itself in a really smart and very clever way and then i am a horror movie guy i just am i think existential horror doesn't get enough credit and i love the fact that it was existential horror okay ryan what's one thing you liked about this movie from and don't when say the he end. starts talking to the old man in like the fire room, in like the okay. fireplace room, when he started yeah. talking to him, up until the scene where they pull back and they show him as a warus. Okay, that that there is a lot of good stuff <laughs> in there. Yeah, there is. Michael Parks. That segment is phenomenal. As, that um, segment. Oh, he's so good. I understand what Kevin Smith was doing. Devin, don't get me wrong. I understand what he was going for, and yeah. he nailed it, okay? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll admit, he nailed what he wanted to do, Yeah, and that's fine. I hate the fact that you made me watch this. <laughs> I mean, that's the point of the show. Is this the first movie that you've absolutely hated that we watched? Yeah. Okay. Because I know we've been close on some other things. We've been close, yes, but this is... But but legitly, this is this is the first time where, like, I like this is my battlefield Earth or oh battle my Earth. Gosh. Like battlefield to me, Earth, yeah. this is that movie. Okay, so I, I learned I learned some stuff about this movie watching the documentary. So Tell the me. inspiration for this movie is widely known to be the podcast. Uh, there's an episode of Smodcast where. Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier just talk out the beats of this movie. Like they, oh. come out, they come out with the story with that. It's in the, it's in the end credits of the movie. So if you go back, Oh, is that what that, yeah. yeah. So I didn't realize that this is based on a true ad that somebody posted over in Europe for a lodging uh, situation. This what? kid posted a thing about, I will let you live with me for free. No rent needing to be paid but once a week i need you to put on this walrus suit what and it like made news and was an actual thing and that was the 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 inspiration behind the podcast and why they were talking about this and they're like oh man this is a horror movie so that's what started this whole thing some guy actually posted an ad wanting to have somebody put like be in a walrus costume it was That's a joke. Wonderful. It was a joke ad, and um, they got him on set as an associate producer. So he actually came over oh. to North Carolina when they were filming, and was on set. So I thought I thought that was cool. That's really cool. That's something I didn't know. Um, does that change anything you thought? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ryan. What would it take for you to come to my side on this? What would it take for you to love this movie? There's no. There's nothing. I'm sorry, but okay. So. <laughs> Okay, we talked about good stuff. I really want to know what you hated. Like, I want to know what what about the movie was to the point where you were like, I don't want any of this anymore. The only way horror works for me is if the person who's having the horrible stuff done to them is a likable character. Interesting. It has to rip my heart out. Him being turned into a walrus has to upset me in some way. And yeah. it didn't. He got what he deserved. Everything that he went through, everything that happened at the end, he deserved to lose her. Her being upset and being hurt, yeah, that sucks, but that's what needed to happen to begin with because of her crying into the camera. 
Like she yeah. needed to end up with the, with the Sixth Sense kid. I mean, <laughs> which, a good way to put that. Which you know, by the way, like his face has not changed. It like hasn't. no, it's weird. All like he has grown, but like if but like. If anybody listening, just take just like take your hand, just like you're gonna put like binoculars up to your eyes and just kind of like just like round out like your features, like your eyes, nose, and mouth, and like that's it. it like that has not changed on him since it's like yeah. a baby filter is stuck on his face. It is. Yeah, it really <laughs> um, is though. Oh man, he just showed up on the boys on Amazon. Like he shows up it, for an episode or two, and I was like, holy no, shit. No, he does. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you watch it? I did. I love it. I loved it too. Um, uh. Ryan would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I agree that he he is completely unlikable, and I get that, like needing to feel sympathy for your main character. Yeah, and, um, and but and I feel I feel like at at the point where he makes the phone calls, like he's he's turned, like he's back to the old Wallace that they talk about in the flashbacks. That. If that's the old Wallace, then it's too late for me because he's already put himself in the position that he's in. Because, I mean, for crying out loud, he's in, even though it's probably not that old guy's house, he probably murdered the people that actually live there. Um, yeah. But he's going on, like, he's not even hiding the fact that he's being cynical and snarky towards the guy about his stuff and his stories. So, like at the time he passes out for the first time, I was thinking like, okay, well he got what he deserved. If he's obviously going to turn into a walrus, I don't care. And then of course they show him trying to like panic and everything. And I'm like, dude, too late. Like, it's just like if somebody, it's the same thing of like a mass murderer shooting up, uh, shooting up a public place. The cops show up, shoot him in the kneecap. And he's there crying on the, on the ground that he's sorry, like, eh, sorry, too late. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so and, I've been thinking too much about this movie all week. And I want to posit that the kill bill kid at the very beginning is the entire thesis of the movie. And the movie is the point of the movie is how do we react to self inflicted permanent disability and the existential horror that comes from that. I think that Kill Bill Kid uh, was the small encapsulation of that. And then Wallace the Walrus was the full-blown encapsulation of it. Or it to its logical horror existential extreme. Devin, this is a drunk episode. How dare you get deep and... like? That's what happens when I drink. Like, I'm damn. two beers in already. No, that that's a very good thesis for this so i mean if if that's the thesis then wallace has to be terrible because it's self-inflicted so all of his choices and decisions up until this point have to make him be that walrus and it is more of an extreme than kill bill kid because kill bill kid was just messing around with the sword and chopped a leg off he is permanently and irrevocably disfigured has no chance of a normal life aside from eating mackerel or whatever that was like and i think that his bad behavior had to have been extreme enough to warrant that much of an extreme disability. I would only, okay. You asked what would make things a little bit different for me. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just showing him cry like twice at the end. Yeah. Okay. No, I, 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 I want to see something where he is stuck being a walrus but mentally he is human, that he's not a walrus in his head, that it's not, you know, 
everybody just assumes that he's gone full full walrus because of what he went through. It's like, yeah, no, he's actually Wallace inside. If they could have shown that in a way, then maybe yes, I'd feel a little bit uh, I'd feel a little bit uh, uh, different about it. I mean, yeah. I just would have been better if the guy would have pulled the trigger and blown his head off as soon as they got into the basement. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked it better in that sense. Because it would have then, blown, it would have blown my permanent disfigurability or disfigurement thing out the window. True. Though. But it would show that Wallace was screaming as a walrus because he just killed the guy. Yeah. And he's seen the guy holding the shotgun and he's screaming. He's making the walrus noises. Right. Okay. If the guy would have shot him, then, 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 even if it's not what Kevin Smith meant, the argument could be made that he was crying out to be killed because mm-hmm. he was still Wallace on the inside and he knew that he would never have a normal life. And but is then, that too much of a then, courtesy for a jerk? Like, is, is, is him shooting him at that point in his life doing him more of a kindness than keeping him as a walrus human? See, here is my philosophy on punishment and crime and whatever. Living drinking episodes, living a tortured life or being killed uh, to me are the same thing. Sure. So it that are that question to me, it, it doesn't matter what the answer is. I could say, yeah, sure, torture him or yeah, sure, kill him. Because in one sense, he's not living anymore. I don't know what mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not about to say that I know what happens after we die, even though some people would. Or you could, you know, because I mean, who knows? Maybe non-existence right. is as bad as existing. And besides, he's going to die eventually anyway. That's true. So what's the point? I wonder how much money's being wasted keeping him alive in that little enclosure that they have. <laughs> I wonder. That's a good point. Like, I mean, it didn't look like they filtered the pool much, but like, yeah, like they have to at least feed a mackerel every day. Yeah. Or something. It's just or those, something. It's just those fish pellets from Lost. <laughs> I hope it's just the fish pellets from Lost. Okay. So. Yeah, we got deep. <laughs> yeah, we did. Get another beer. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I one thing I like about this movie. Uh-huh. Is the um, the soundtrack like I know I'm that guy, but I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> no, so yeah, I agree. When uh, he's going into the guy's house for the first time, the the score is very ju- much just drums, very reminiscent of the Fleetwood Mac song "Tusk." So you is got like, you got like that drum beat. I noticed it watching it this time. It's got like that drum beat. It's not Tusk, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's all toms and it's like Aww. upbeat. It's like so when he's at the gas station and then driving up with a big gulp, like it, it reminded me of Tusk. And then the final battle being scored to Tusk is phenomenal. Did oh, you, yeah. Did you guys expect that? No, no, I didn't. But it was fantastic. How did you feel about the Fleetwood Mac? I love Fleetwood Mac. That wasn't my question. How did you? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to answer it. How's though? the score? <laughs> okay, hang on a second. I am, I am, I am drunk and I can't hear really that well right now. What did you think of Fleetwood Mac in the final battle? <laughs> oh, Fleetwood Mac in the final yeah. battle. Yes, <laughs> it was so good. It was good. Ryan's a lightweight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think I had to bring out the whiskey. Oh no. Uh, turn to a whole other thing. Yeah. 
But no, I agree. Soundtrack was phenomenal in this. You brought up something that I really loved. I loved the kind of Canadian clerks thing they did. Oh, the yoga hosers. Was that yoga hosers? That's yoga hosers. That sets up the sequel to Tusk. Yoga hosers is a sequel to Tusk. Hey, Ryan, did you know that Tusk is the first part of a trilogy? So, yes, this guys, is, this is the great this is part of the Great North Trilogy. Uh, so it's Tusk followed by Yoga Hosers, which is which is out and you can watch. And then the yeah, third on one is Moose Jaws, which I think I've talked about before. You have. And it's not out yet, right? It's not out yet. They haven't filmed it yet. That might be next after reboot. I want to see Yoga Hosers so bad now. OK, well, here's the thing. We're taking a break from Kevin Smith after this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're doing a whole Kevin Smith week. We got to take at least six months off of Kevin Smith, if not a year. I'm okay with it. Because uh, we, we've gone hard into Kevin Smith um, to the point where to the point where Ryan's always wearing sports jerseys and I'm always wearing backward baseball caps and talking with my hands a lot. <laughs> um, so Good. we need to take a break from Kevin Smith. But eventually we will do yoga hoses. I've never seen it. I want to see it. Um, I know things about it that I'm really curious to see what Ryan thinks. Um, oh, it, it's out there. Like if you think Tusk is bizarre, yoga hosers is a lot of talking Nazi sausages. <laughs> what? Yeah. I can't wait for this movie. They're called All Nazis. Right. Oh my God. Cause of course they are six <laughs> months from now. I'm going to have the best day of my life. Yes, we will. We will. That might be the 420 episode. Oh, that's a good 420 <laughs> episode. So this is not part of the VUSQ reverse. Supposedly, Jane, Silent Bob are going to show up in Moose Jaws. So it might connect. Might they're going to steal the movie. Like they're literally going to steal the whole movie. Depends. It is Canada, so they're going to be out of their element. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? Weed is legal in Canada, so they're going to be in their element. That's true. Maybe that's how reboot that's ends. Maybe that's how reboot ends. They just they go off to Canada. I'd be okay with that. I, I wonder uh, if Moose Jaws has got to be kind of like the Canadian version of Lake Placid. Possibly, but I'm down moose. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I so was I, this the Canadian version of uh, of Human Centipede? I think this is the stoner version of Human Centipede. All right. Is I'll buy that. that. Stoner version? Stoner, yes. Isn't Human Centipede the stoner stoner version of of Human Centipede? I mean, no. Human Centipede 3 is the, the stoner <laughs> version of Human Centipede. God damn it, you saw my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Have you guys seen all of the trilogy? I've seen the first one. I have not seen two or three. But it's guys. horror month. I refuse. Guys, the, I the, refuse. I'm sorry. Guys, no. the, the trilogy is a human centipede. It gets more diluted and less content the more it goes down, and that's on purpose. It is secretly a very brilliant trilogy of movies. I, you fight me on it. Next I'm year. never going to because I'm never going to see them. So you can hold your own opinions, and I just will never ask you about them. <laughs> next, next that's year. okay. And you're just going to talk about it like, year. okay, sure, you're probably right because I've, I have no frame of reference. <laughs> Oh, I love which it. I which if it wasn't for you, I could definitely do that with this movie. But now I can't. <sighs> so Ryan loved the movie. 
We can tell. No, no. Here, I for me to go into this movie critically and not just as like a uh, of of a viewer who didn't like it, but to go through it critically. I understand what Devin's saying, especially with how like the movie shot and the way that it flows and like with his girlfriend crying into the camera and you get that handout and, you know, you get all of this stuff, especially with the old man explaining his story about the walrus as he goes. And like each time Wallace's Wallace's situation gets worse, the old man explains more of his story and it gets worse for him at the same time. Um, to the point where like he ate Mr. Tusk like two hours before he gets saved. Like that actually see that one coming. See, like that I figured that something happened to Mr. Tusk for him to be doing what what uh what uh what he was doing. He had to have died. Um something happened with like, he couldn't be rescued with him. something. So him killing Mr. Tusk for food because he thought he had to fits. And I liked that. I really honestly did. It was just everything that surround, like every moment in this movie that I could have been like, yeah, I definitely like this. Something happened to make me <laughs> not fully be like, okay. And like, no, I'm, I gotta move on. I gotta go on to the next thing. Um, I liked how that when she stepped out of the car with the, with, with the rolled up newspaper, I knew exactly what I, I knew exactly yeah. what it was. Ryan just kind of stands up like fed up with the movies. Like that's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's when he got the beer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. Um, so there's one thing I don't like about this movie. And I think I can say this, say this about a lot of movies these days. I don't like Johnny Depp. Okay, so that was Johnny Depp? Yeah, that was, yeah, Johnny, that was Depp. Johnny Depp. The whole time I was like, either that's Johnny Depp or it's a really good like stand-in for Johnny Depp. No, it's Johnny Depp. And uh, Johnny Depp's daughter is the other yoga hoser. Oh, that's, her, that's his daughter? Yeah, the, the short one is Johnny Depp's yeah. daughter. The tall one is Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter. That's fun. I like that. So um, I'm so with yeah. you. Johnny Depp's, Johnny Depp's character felt very Wes Anderson for me. In an almost off-putting way. Yeah. He's the big problem I have with this movie. If you take him out of it and just... I, the only good scene that he has is the one with Michael Parks where he's like playing the um, the slow guy. Like yes. The, like the yes. Hit. And that's not because of Johnny Depp. That's all because of Michael Parks. Michael Parks steals this movie. He like, absolutely does. It's just him at the top of his game just like chewing the scenery. And yeah. like Johnny Depp is just kind of there in that scene, but it's still like the best scene that he's in. Yeah. Cause then Johnny Depp is chewing the scenery and it's a whole different like menu of scenery that he's chewing. Like it is. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it just doesn't, it's fit. too over the top. Yeah. See, it doesn't fit to me after watching Kevin Smith's other, other movies, I didn't have a positive or negative feeling towards that character at all, because that's just what I expect from Kevin Smith. I just expect that one oddball thing that doesn't really fit. So the other thing, the other thing that I wonder from watching the documentary is they filmed a lot of this in North Carolina and then took a break. They they filmed in October and then took a break until December. Mm -hmm. And then they filmed the Johnny Depp stuff. 
Oh. And I'm wondering if that's the disconnect that I'm feeling. Like they took a long enough break from it that they it lost something. Yeah, I can see that. Um, see, it, and I don't even know what you guys are referencing with that. Yeah, it's weird because like they shot most of this in North Carolina, like right around the time that I graduated college. It's like, oh. hey, I should move to North Carolina and get some film jobs. And I almost did with Chad at one point. Like Chad was talking about going down there. What a different turn of events. That would have been so interesting. Yeah. Um, but I I was looking at the dates on like the, the slate when they were doing shots. I was like, I was working on a, on a horror film that weekend. Like that, that those days we were uh, working on ghosting. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah. Um, so it's like, Oh yeah. So like I'm here making this horror thriller movie and Kevin Smith was like a few States down shooting the Tusk. doing the same thing. So. That's cool. So what did you learn from the documentary that you didn't know going into it? Like what cool fact could you impart on us that like is because I read or listened to uh, Kevin Smith's autobiography uh, and I learned a lot about like kind of the background of what happened in his movies. And it made me love and appreciate him as a human being and the work that he did a lot more than I think I would have if I was like, oh, it's a movie about stoners. So the the big thing that I learned was that the uh, the whole you can live with me if you dress up like a walrus thing was yeah. actually actually a thing. That's the most interesting thing I saw. The rest of it was kind of just like behind the scenes, fun stuff. Sure. Um, so just like different ways they did it. Like a lot of it's just Jason Mewes talking to the camera because he's he directed it. Did he? Um, yeah. So it's mostly him on camera, like just doing like upfront stuff. At one point, like on the first day, he's talking to uh, Kevin Smith, like just talking about how the day went. Justin Long comes up behind him and starts to go, like, good, good. What the one thing that I saw from the documentary that makes me appreciate this film a little bit more is that everyone was having a blast. Like good. Justin Long looked like he was having fun every step of the way, even when he's covered in the makeup for for the for the mask for Tusk, like. I don't see how one could not have fun making this movie. Like, yeah. that's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like I would have loved to have been on set making this. Yeah. And then I would have been drunk going to the premiere because I knew exactly what kind of monster that we just made. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like at one point, like Haley Joel Osment, like when they're shooting the, uh, the zoo scene, like he just went off to the side where there were a bunch of them were just hitting golf balls. So it's like just uh, Haley, it's like five minutes of Haley Joel Osment just hitting golf balls and then talking to Jason Mewes about his experience on the film. It's like, oh yeah, Kevin's like great to work with and it's like aw. really fun set and I'm sad to be leave, like taking a break until December. Um, the one fun story, Kevin Smith story I can tell you is that he fell through part of the set when they were constructing it. Kevin Smith, no! Yeah. What so, happened? So he was taking a picture of them building the... Um, the arena where the, where Mr. Mr. Tusk lives. So yeah. he's taking a picture on his cell phone. And he backed up onto something that wasn't meant to support any weight. And he oh. fell, he fell down. So everyone's like going to help him. And then he fall. He, he's like, I'm going to fall more. And he falls more. And he falls like six inches. So he's actually standing <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> but <laughs> so it was more embarrassing than anything, but there's like the aftermath of him, like falling through the set. Oh, no. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's a fun watch. It's on his YouTube cha- YouTube channel. So. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it, I I most of the way through it. I'm to the point where they're about to film the Johnny Depp stuff. 
Oh, cool. So, speaking of Johnny Depp again, the one scene that uh, the one scene that I actually like thought was a really good joke was when Johnny Depp's character is handing the guns to uh, to, to the two friends. And the kid huh? from The Sixth Sense is like, no, no, I don't want the gun. And he's like, what? You're American. Take the gun. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that was the best joke in this. I will, I will <laughs> give you that. that that's like. <sighs> Speaking of jokes in this, how did we feel about the podcast, The Nazi Party? So um, it was the butt of a couple of jokes. 2000, what was it, 13 when it came out? 2014 it came out, yeah. 2014 it was, was a different time. Yes, it was. Like Nazis were funny to make fun of. Like, um, I mean, if Ryan and I were douchebags, we could have totally named this podcast the Not Seen Party. Yeah, um, but we're not. Yeah, we're li- I like to think we're likable guys. I mean, at least right. I know I am. I don't not know. Not terrible. Ryan. <laughs> oh, I like Ryan. I, no, we're, you're good. I you're I only not. heard half of that, so it's okay. <laughs> Um, Hopefully the flattering parts. <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, it's weird nowadays that, that like, I don't know how that plays now. Yeah. It's still kind of like, eee. I I think but it's I, fine because it's what they were trying to do was that they were trying to be shocking because that's what their podcast was. It was talking about, you know, current Internet trend stuff is what, yeah. the, you know, is what their thing was. And even Wallace said that, like, their thing is like like looking at videos of people making an ass of themselves or, you know, just that type of stuff. So, I mean, it, it, it fits. And so I really liked that the, another joke I liked was that when she was on the phone with the police giving them information and she's in the car and, and they asked for an updated picture and she goes, Oh yeah, you just go to naziparty.com And then and the buddies, he's in the driver's seat going spell it spell it for him and then yeah 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 <laughs> it was too late because they already hung up on her that yeah. was that was one of my favorite jokes in the movie so there's a lot of podcast stuff in this movie like not even there just, is just the, the fact that they're podcasters um there's a lot of like in jokes to kevin smith stuff yeah um uh, did right or uh, devin how much of it did you pick up on there's a lot of fat man beyond stuff like posters behind them in their like headquarters. Well, like was, there's a lot of the, both of them being Batman and Robin. This is before fat man be uh, fat man uh, beyond was fat man beyond. It was, it was like the early days of fat man on Batman. So oh, I so think been a, that stuff, I think a lot of that was more Hollywood Babylon than anything. That makes sense. I feel like they I mean, I feel like the two of them are more of a play on Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith than they are. Oh, that's just who I thought they were. Um, like, to the point where, like, Wallace's ringtone, the ooh-ah, ooh-ah, more margaritas. That's a yeah. thing from Hollywood Babylon. That's the, oh, is it that's really? their intro music to the the segment that they do called Hollywood Helpers. It's just Ralph Garman <laughs> doing his Al Pacino impression. I love that. So I picked up on that right away. I was like, oh, my God, I know that. Uh, and I didn't <laughs> know that the first time I watched this. And Ralph Garman's in the movie. He plays the detective. Who's like, oh, oh my God, like, he that, does, doesn't that, he? That's, that's a BM for the PM right there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's Ralph Garman. So it was really nice seeing him act in this. He has a bigger part in um, Yoga Hosers. Yoga. Same character? Uh, no, different character. He plays the, the Kevin Smith style. Yeah. Um, He's the Ben Affleck of the North. Yeah. But I, I in the behind the scenes documentary, I did see a thing that was like uh, a poster for 
a couple of dicks tour. Like they went on tour and it was a couple of dicks. So yeah, cop out originally was supposed to be called a couple of dicks. A couple of dicks. Yeah. So a lot of like in jokes, if you pay attention to like on that wall. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it was like, it was this, I mean, the production company was Smodcast. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think, is that just his production company now? I mean, I think he still has the Skew company too, but I think they kind of merged into one. Which, like, only makes sense. Like, when I was in Red Bank for the Kevin Smith Signs Your Shit stuff, like, the offices were yeah. still marked as Skew Productions. Was like, it just called Kevin Smith Signs Your Shit? Yeah. That was the yeah, that makes sense. Event. Yeah. Um, so, in the event you're going to... Dem- tomorrow dating this podcast is uh ah. buy weed from jay and silent bob so it is i am so excited <laughs> um what another thing that i did pick up since we're talking about the podcast stuff is kevin smith would rewrite scenes the night before they shot them so when, they were, sh- when they were shooting the podcast scenes he rewrote them when he saw that there was a foosball table on set uh because he even said this to, to Jason Mewes in the documentary. He's like, we, that's how we met. We were playing foosball together and talking. Like, that's how we got to know each other. So, like, he rewrote that whole scene. So they're playing foosball and talking about this stuff. That's cool. So, yeah, that that is pretty cool. I, so. just, I just liked how he did a cynical look at podcasting. Mm-hmm. Because you would have like one guy would say something, laugh, 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 laugh. Another guy would say something, laugh, 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 laugh. And it would, like, oh yeah, it was so overblown that it, it was, was the beats of a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was, and that I liked. I mean, because I mean, like I did, I did, I did like the opening, but it just. Ryan, I have a question for you. Yeah. If this was the first Kevin Smith movie I made you watch, would you have watched any more after that? Yeah, I I would have had questions, major okay. questions, but yeah, I would. I mean, because, okay, if I would have seen this movie first, I probably would have enjoyed Clerks a lot more. Okay. <laughs> and Chasing Amy a lot more. <laughs> okay. Given that this is the first film in the Kevin Smith's going to shoot what Kevin Smith wants to shoot phase of his career. I know where it's going. How do you feel about reboot? Like, is this dampen your hopes and no because now that i know that it's a trilogy and it's and it's its own thing mm-hmm. and from what i've seen from the trailers of reboot um i can def i i have confidence not faith but confidence that he is somebody who 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 can have ex, you know ex, uh 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 extreme ideas on either end of a spectrum mm-hmm. and still hold to it. So yeah. I'm not like worried about anything else that he makes. It's just, I have a feeling just like what the podcast sounded like was that he was laughing with a friend and came up with this ridiculous idea and people jumped on and said, Hey, we'll help you make this. Yeah, That's the other thing. And too. he like, did like he made hash- this for himself. The whole thing was hashtag walrus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, really yeah so what they did was at the end of the podcast they said if you want us to make this movie tweet out hashtag walrus yes if you don't want us to hashtag walrus no 
There was yeah. one guy. The story is there was one guy who said hashtag walrus no, and that's only because I want democracy to work. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. Yeah. So that sounds like a good Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. Kevin Smith's fans are pretty great. Like I got to hang out with a bunch of them at once. Like they're pretty yeah. cool people. Uh um, so yeah, so if you ever can get to a Kevin Smith event, I highly recommend it. Um, I'll let you know how tomorrow goes. Yeah, ne- next time he's not doing the road show. Next time he has a live podcast out here, we're going. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I mean it's just like was it? Yeah. You you told me once that he said something about uh, like somebody asked him a question or something about somebody how like he how like he he uh, he lets people plug their their own like work like mm-hmm. whenever they ask him a question yeah at, at uh, is that an event and something I remember you telling me that he said like it doesn't matter if other people like it or not just do it for yourself hence the reason we're doing this podcast. Heck yeah. And I mean, yeah, definitely. And that's what I see in Tusk. Yeah. Like, yeah. If this is something that he like puts on or that him and his family puts on and they just laugh all the way through it, then that's what it was made for. It was made for people on the West Coast who don't understand taste like the one on the TV screen right now. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I don't mean that entirely. <laughs> I know, I know. I have some taste. <laughs> but I mean, it, it just, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. I just, I didn't, yeah. I really didn't like this. I mean, and that's, you know, it's totally legit. But like, it was, can you, can we at least settle that it was a competent movie? It was well shot. It was well acted. Like, I it mean, wasn't. Yeah. This, this was released by A24. And if you look at some of the shit A24 has put out. Like this is they put out some pretty high quality stuff. Really? Ex Machina is A twenty four just off the top of my That's head. That's A twenty four. Oh, I yeah. love that one. Have you seen Ex Machina? What? Ex Machina. It's on the got, list. It's got put Pearl it Dameron list. and um, General Hux from Star Wars <laughs> and Laura Croft Tomb Raider. What does the title mean, or is it somebody's name? It's it's pretty it's much Latin. not AI. It's is Latin that a horror movie? Machine. Is that a what? horror? Would you consider that a horror movie? Yeah, it is. It is of the same ilk as uh, Black Mirror. Uh, it yeah. revolves around the Turing test. Do you know the Turing test? I'm pretty sure if you describe it, I'll know exactly what you're talking. It about. It is the test to determine whether an artificial intelligence is in fact uh, good enough to be perceived as human. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It is uh, an absolutely wonderful Black Mirror-esque sci-fi horror movie, and I love it. Well, if it has to do with AI, I'm already going to like it because I, I'm already on the side of the fence of, like, AI is fine for, like, a video game and, like, learning, but yeah, that's it. Okay, so just looking through... Oh, the, you're going to... So, y'all are going to love this looking movie, Looking through A24, um, some of their notable films are... Ladybird. Um, oh. First Reformed, Eighth Grade, Mid 90s. Oh, man. Uh, a lot of big, like, it's The Lobster. A lot of the Ex lobster. Machina. Um, the last movie, sorry, which was the last Burt Reynolds movie. So, a lot of oh, indie wow. stuff, like a lot of art house films and 
Tusk is like the standout that's like, I don't know. Like putting this yeah. up next to Ex Machina is kind of weird, but it's the same studio. It's the same people who released it. So not to be weird about it, but it sounds like what in its heyday and before all of the terrible stuff, the Weinstein company was. Yeah. The Miramax days. Yeah. The Miramax stuff. Yeah. I was looking at a, a DVD that I bought recently. It's a double feature of Kate and Leopold and serendipity. I was like, I don't know what these two movies have in common, but then I looked at the case cleaning and I was like, Oh, Hey, they're both Miramax. That's why. Have you guys ever seen the director's cut of Kate and Leopold? I've never seen the normal cut of Kate and Leopold. Have you seen, have you seen Kate and Leopold? Yeah, I've seen it. Have you seen the director's cut? Isn't one of them. She stays and one of them. She doesn't. And no, the ending is the same. One of them has Jamie and Cersei Lannister levels of incest almost. Oh yeah, that's right. It's it's like her great, 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 great grandfather or something, right? I think we have to put Kate and Leopold on the list. It's going in horror month, right? Because of that. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's actually really good. It's like the second thing Hugh Jackman did after right after X-Men. It was like Wolverine, Kate and Leopold X2. Like that's everyone's <laughs> that's, introduction. That's, that's really It's a weird progression. <laughs> comic book movie, incest movie, comic book movie. <laughs> I, I love that comment. Just from <laughs> my wife is just behind. It's not yeah. an incest movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, is it? The, the thing is, I here's the thing, though. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, it yeah, was one good. of the first like quote unquote like we're not talking like, about Kate Leopold. This is the Tusk whatever. podcast. Uh, whatever. Let's talk more about Justin <laughs> Long being a walrus. God damn it! Walrus, 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 walrus. There was a walrus penis in this movie. There was. was there was a walrus there was. penis. There was. There was, there, on was the there was fellatio on a walrus penis in this movie. There, it was a bit much at that point. I was like, okay, guy, calm down. Yeah, that, I was that's trying when... to put myself in Justin Long's shoes in that scene. This very interesting person. And I'm filleting a fake walrus tusk. That's not what I would do. No. Or a walrus see, penis. Yeah, and he, that's part of like the whole thing of like why like I didn't care. Like is when they pulled back the camera and they showed him as the walrus for the first time and how pathetic he was looking. The reason why I was laughing was because ha, he got what he deserved. He's probably going to die like that. That's great. And that's really what like I thought. And it's because of, and it's because of everything that he did prior to that. I mean, he wasn't relatable, but I think that was the point. Like, I don't think Kevin Smith wanted you to see yourself in him. Otherwise, I don't like I don't think his point would have come across as well. I wanted to see myself in somebody in this movie, and I didn't. Did you want to see yourself in the walrus suit? No, I do not. (laughs) I saw myself in Girlfriend and in Haley Joel Osment a little bit. Um, I didn't identify with anyone in this movie. (laughs) Really? I. I mean, okay, so no one is good in this movie. I mean, no, Everyone, but everyone's that's kind okay. of an asshole. Like, even even yeah. if Walrus is even if um Wallace Walrus the wal- Walrus, even if he is an asshole, it. like his girlfriend is still cheating on him with his best friend. His best friend's sleeping with his girlfriend, so they're like both not redeemable until like. Yeah, he goes missing, and then they try to find him. But still, you've been yeah. sleeping around behind his back. Um, 
That's that's a good point, and not the parts I was referencing when I said I related to them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm a podcaster, so I identify with him on that level. But I'm not traveling yeah. to Canada to make fun of a kid who lost his leg doing also a Star that. Wars kid parody. <laughs> so. Well, and then the getting thing. mad when he kills himself. Well, exactly. That That's was... another thing. I was waiting for somebody at the bar to come up to him and be like, what the hell are you talking about? The when o- he was on the phone. The only thing I identify with Wal- Wallace with is that I also drive a Toyota. So. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a good connection. I did recognize that. I was like, oh, it's Alan's car. <laughs> no, mine's smaller. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> so It's basically Alan's car. So I bought a Toyota Yaris recently very tiny car hatchback two doors it's a small car right it's a small car but it's a nice small car so yeah it's got a lot more room inside than than you'd think first place i take it i'm parking at this greek food fest in a in a in a field so this guy's directing cars like oh wait 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 you go here you're a small car you can just back right into there it's like (laughs) damn it like very first time did you get good parking though because of it I did. Yeah, see, bad. there you These go. Yeah. Perks. Small cars are the best. Yeah. I got a, yeah. I got a small car. It's the best. Yeah. It, like, if I lived in LA, it'd be perfect. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, when it comes to that, uh, if the whole thing with what, uh, if what Kristen's boss with her company wants to do and expand up towards like Massachusetts and he does open up uh, a, an office in Boston and we move up there. If we live, is that an urban area? I'm trading in my, my, my Malibu and getting some type of like small city car. Like it's the first thing I'm doing, like a Fiat or something. Like I know it's Boston. So I'm definitely going to be looking at, you know, what small car does best in the snow, but still (laughs) like I'm going to get a small car. We're going to keep doing this podcast and I'm going to have to Skype with both of you. It's going to be here talking. That'll be cool though. Going back to, Kevin Smith's autobiography. Yeah. Michael Parks is the guy in Red State that he was talking about with Quentin Tarantino. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's in Red State and he steals a lot of the scenes. So at one point, Kevin Smith goes over to Quentin Tarantino's house to watch Red State with Michael Parks. And this is like the third time Quentin Tarantino wanted to watch this movie because he loved it that much. He's like, but Michael Parks, man, like, yeah. That's cool. I want to watch Red State. I want to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'm doing this instead. Oh, because of you, bad. Devin. Because you know of what? you. Not upset. Not yeah. even a little bit. I'm not either. Because no here's the thing. Like, I was going to stay after work and go, just go to the movies tonight, but yeah. I got out of work like four hours early tonight. <laughs> Is there anything else we want to talk about with Tusk? I mean, there's a lot that we could nitpick with this because, I mean, it is just like what Devin was saying. It was well put together for what the movie was like was. It's just that I just did not like this. I was where you are the first time I watched it. And then I I gave it four years, five years. You gave it half a century or decade? No, decade. Decade? You gave it half a decade till... It's able to watch it and be like, ah, this is a silly movie. Did you hate it as much as I do the first time you watched it? I, I remember getting up and like, I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was looking Good forward to answer. this. Like, I don't know. It was the first time in a long time. I was like, I don't think I like that. I usually yeah. like I usually find something I like, okay, that was good. But I was like, I don't yeah. think I like that. And I had been listening to 
Fat Man on Batman and Hollywood Babylon at that point. Yeah. Like I was listening to Kevin Smith stuff. So I knew Kevin Smith. And I was like, I like this guy. What the hell was that? <laughs> I hadn't gone through and watched all of USQ movies. I've watched a few here and there. Yeah. So I've seen like Clerks maybe. But having watched everything that he's done and then going into this, like it's, it makes more sense to me now. It's yeah. him just making a movie for himself. Like that's yeah. how I see this film. I am never going to watch this again. Like I okay. like, okay. The only time I would ever watch this movie again is if I was in a room with more than like three people and it was just like a hangout night and we couldn't think of what to watch. We just wanted to throw something on that would be funny to watch. It's the only time I would ever see this again. Okay. Oh, I'll watch it alone by myself. So drunk, pay full attention. So drunk Alan is going to be an asshole and a sober Alan later on who has to edit this Yay. shit. So we're doing, do Ke- we're doing Kevin Smith week. Do we want to make it all five days? Yes. We have two right now. We're going to do a third yeah. one with reboot. I have a fourth. What's your fourth? And a fifth. What's your fourth and fifth? Fourth would be red state. So that'd also okay. be horror, horror month. I, I want like to see you... it for me. If we don't see it for the podcast, Devin wants to see it for Devin. I mean, he's going to do that. I want to, I want to see yeah. it too. Do you well, want to no, do red no, state? He, I, what's it about? I mean, I've heard of it, but uh, it's pretty much Kevin Smith, like taking on Republicans. Okay. It's pretty much him, his take on the Westboro Baptist church. Like him just yeah, that's right, and they you. protested his, okay. his movie. Hey, Red State is that? No, I'm I'm thinking of God Bless America. Never mind. If what similar is that? Vein. Is similar that's, vein. That's a Bobcat Goldflake joint. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, that 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 movie oh, something. Do we want to deep dive into Bobcat Goldflake films? Because we can. I would love to deep dive into Bobcat Goldflake. <laughs> <laughs> world's greatest dad have you ever seen that <laughs> oh, it's too, no oh, i'm not doing another task i'm not doing another task. <laughs> Devin, i've got four four, four words for you to describe world's greatest dad full frontal robin williams what yeah <laughs> yeah i'm on board of course you would be <laughs> he wants to see his little genie Oh, <laughs> knowing knowing Robin Williams and his personal life, I don't think it's a little genie. That's true, though. Just Did say the book. No, I didn't read the book, but I definitely know how much he loved sex. Yes, he was. Oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the drunk part of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I am three twisted T's to the wind. How much do you want to bet that he came up with Mrs. Doubtfire when he was role playing? <laughs> oh no! Now you spoil the character for me. I have not gone back and watched Mrs. Doubtfire since he died. You should. I have. You either. really should. I've had it ruined for me by YouTubers like Film Theory. Why? What happened? Because everything he does is super illegal and super creepy. Well, yeah, well, it yeah, is, but, but that, but yeah, that's, that's what sets up the it. humor in it. <laughs> that's is what that sets the up humor. The, that's what Adrian sets up the humor. Crime? Everything Adrian Torre does is not that illegal, and it's still funny. I look. <laughs> here are my favorite parts of Mrs. Doubtfire, which, if he wouldn't have done any of it because it is super crazy, creepy, and illegal, would have never happened. Him and his gay brother. 
putting on the makeup to make him Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, honey, I'm so happy. <laughs> I love, I absolutely love, I absolutely love that part. Second part, I love how, how he goes out there and rips the hood ornament off of James Bond's Mercedes. That's a good way to put that. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love at the end, the back and forth at the restaurant. Here, Going my- back, there's so much about that movie that I absolutely love. Plus, that movie is uh, is important for me when it goes to. Did he take his headset off? We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there Hello. we go. Okay. Yeah, and, my audio left. And his uh, and the little clip of of Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire jumping out from the hallway and sweeping on the floor, listening to rock music, is part of my baseball fandom because whenever my team huh. sweeps another baseball team in a series in the one Cardinals group that I'm in, I post the gif of that as in we swept the team and it's Mrs. Doubtfire Aww. jumping out and sweeping the ground. And then I put up how many brooms and how many games the series was. So the movie's very important to me. <laughs> I love that. Um, I had a Mrs. Doubtfire thing. I was going to say, but I lost it. Oh, no. After 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 this movie, I need we need to do something that is like like award winning, critically acclaimed. I need to clean the palette of this film. So that- tune in next week when we do the room. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. I love that movie. Like. In in a very non-ironic way. Um, if ever seen somebody kill someone from a TV screen <laughs> through a TV screen? It's gonna be <laughs> so, what do you have in mind that fits the Halloween theme? Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Because I still cannot. We posted the. There's so much I want to talk about that film, especially because uh, I was uh, I was uh, I was listening to our uh, UF UC the Wayne the Wayne the uh, the the Weird, Weird Al, Al movie that that we uh, UHF did. UHF. UHF. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I was I was listening to that, and UHF uh, our our UHF episode was the one where Devin said that he saw Red Dragon but hadn't seen the other yeah. ones. And it reminded me of that today when I was driving because I, like I said, I I, I listened to them to make sure that everything sounds okay. It reminded me of that last night when I was editing it. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. And you all got re-angry at me. I was the one that was angry at you. And I'm even more angry now because of this film. So you can just, everything's compacted right now. So we need to watch Silence of the Lambs. We need to watch Silence of the Lambs. And then at some point he needs to watch Hannibal. We don't have to do Hannibal, but he needs to see Hannibal. At some I've point. never seen Hannibal. You've never seen Hannibal? No. What is Hannibal? Is it the sequel? Oh my god! Yes, yeah, oh it's, my a, god, oh my it's god, a sequel oh my where Jodie Foster turns into Julianne Moore. What? Really? Yeah. Which, which, which Weird. they they do a good job of because they lean on for for a little preview for Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal eventually when we do it they do a good job with that switch of the actress because they play the film to each of their strengths as as an actress 
So that's why I'm completely fine at the fact that they couldn't get her back because they played to the new ones like strengths for what could for what she can do. So to me, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that switch. This has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, but I have, I have a rant that I want to throw out there. Oh my gosh. Also, first, Ryan, I am excited to see both of these things. Alan, I want to hear your rant. Okay. <laughs> so they make a big deal about getting the uh, original Jurassic Park cast back for Jurassic World 3. I want to, I want to see Julianne Moore in this sequel. Like, bring people back from the sequels. Like, bring in... Julianne Moore, bring in Vince Vaughn, even though he died. Bring in the raptor who says, Alan! <laughs> like, bring back all those bring characters. Bring back the talking raptor. Yeah, bring back the talking raptor. William H. Macy. His, he's not in jail. His wife is. Bring him back for the third one. Why not? Come on. Let's let's get into it. Come on, Universal. Get to I it. would love to see William H. Macy in another Jurassic Park movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, Shameless is ending. Like, what else has he got going? Well, right. I would, what's his name? Alan Nidri is not definitively dead. We just heard him scream off camera. He can come back. Yeah. It was a good rant. I appreciate I it. I would uh, actually, out of all of the characters past the first Jurassic Park movie, I would like was Julianne Moore. Yeah. I would like for her to come back mm-hmm. and for her and uh, Jeff Goldblum's character to continue their spat. Like, I don't want them. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want them to be happily married. I don't, I don't want them to be happily divorced. I want them to be in the same spot in a, uh, in, in in their r- relationship from Jurassic Park 2. Anything else on Tusk? I I loved it. Critically, I understand where Devin's coming from and why he likes it. I can understand why why people like this film. But but this is my Battlefield Earth. Have and you here's seen the thing, Ryan, yet? I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Like, I get why you don't like this movie. I like it because I enjoy movies that are a little bit quirky and offbeat, and I have a really high tolerance for really bad movies. So I get <laughs> where you're coming from, too. Have you seen Battlefield Earth? Clips. That doesn't count. And I've read a it. ton about it. Have you read the books it's based on? What, you mean the Scientology uh, canon? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I did. I already know all of this. I read Dianetics. I, I own Dianetics. Why? Because he lives in California. It's, <laughs> he lives it's, I, the place I do I do improv is right across the street from the Scientology Celebrity Center. Ooh, have you seen any celebrities going in and out? No, because no celebrities are going in and out anymore. But they keep setting up these very elaborate parties, and it's hilarious. Like parties for other people to go in, or. I think they set up these elaborate parties for like other people to go into the celebrity center, but I've never seen anyone at the parties. Okay. Like every time I'm like waiting in line to go see an improv show there, I always like can get like a little like glance through the trees. And it's always just like these like world-class looking chefs walking around serving food to no one. Well, if you ever see anyone jumping up and down on a couch, it's probably Tom Cruise. Ah, <laughs> uh, I want to see him. That is he such an old delightful. reference. I mean, Yeah. That is such an old reference. <laughs> yeah. I Can we, uh, okay. If you ever see anyone jumping out of a plane from like the atmo- like the outer atmosphere, that's Tom Cruise. Is that is that a better oh, I reference understand for you? That one. I would have said if you ever see somebody telling a woman with postpartum depression not to take pills, that's Tom Cruise. That's an old reference too. It's that's like better than year, the sofa. That's a year younger than the sofa one. No, sofa. no, no. Uh, that happened way after the sofa. Mm. 
Because he just didn't say that about his current wife. He said that publicly about another actress years after the fact. If you ever get a glare for yeah. somebody's bald head, it's John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still in? Yeah. Wow. He finally got rid of the toupees, though. So. Oh, good for him, embracing it. Yeah. Aww. I mean, it's about 20 years too late, but hey, he got there. Does that mean he's going to be portraying he more villains that wear eye patches? I think he should. <laughs> and we brought it full circle back to Battlefield Earth. Tune in next we week when we, when we watch Battlefield Earth. The scariest movie of them all. Yes. Uh, actually, uh, did you know that there's actually newspapers and magazines like 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 national ones that they will make their film critics if, if they haven't seen Battlefield Earth to watch Battlefield Earth so they have a baseline to go off of? Ew. Like, that's an industry standard. Like, that's a legit industry standard. I feel like there are worse movies in Battlefield Earth. Oh, no, there there clearly are. It's a good standard, though. One day, when we have nothing else to watch, we will watch Battlefield Earth. But this week is not that week. All right. So, that does it for you have to watch this Tusk. Episode. If this episode Good. sounded really choppy, it's because half of it was edited out. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's why. <laughs> so for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. I hate you. Love you. <laughs> Bye.